1: Today on the Zabe Cast, nothing like posing for a photo, pretending to help clean up after riots. We have an all-time hit for the cycle of non-self-aware douchebaggery. New meet guest today, the professor, KB, on Blackout Tuesday, What Does Real Radio Mean, and Virtue Traps. All that, plus Jack's Place is going to have a lot of divots. Your daily Kickstarter, Uncensored Me, is locked and loaded, so buckle up. And let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Well, a bit of interesting news on the sports front on Tuesday. Still no deal between the Major League Baseball Players Association and the... Owners with more rhetoric on both sides that makes it look very dark, very bleak for any season that could possibly happen. But I'll just keep my hopes up. Andy Poland said yesterday, Oh, he thinks there's going to be a deal. This is always the way it works. It gets to 3 2, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, two outs, and then it gets resolved. Okay. We'll see about that. It does not look good. One owner, I believe uh, the Ricketts. Uh, uh, I mean, the Cubs owner uh, Ricketts, Tom Rickett, Tom Ricketts uh, said that the players don't understand the losses have been, quote, biblical in terms of money. I didn't know the Bible had money in it, but OK, biblical monetary losses. And 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 Tom Ricketts said, Did I say Bob Ricketts, Jim Ricketts, John Ricketts. All right. God damn it. Now I got to find this out. Nice research, dummy. Your brain's really going to my shut up. Shh. Tom Ricketts, Cubs. (sighs) Yes, it is. Tom Ricketts. There you go. Biblical. Losses are biblical. (laughs) He said players don't understand that teams don't hoard cash. Hoard cash. Interesting. Anyhow, um, yeah, the the owners are, I think, drawing a hard line. The players want to fight back. I don't know. I don't. By the way, there's a lot of Ricketts, Pete Ricketts, Joe Ricketts, Todd Ricketts, the Ricketts boys. Doesn't look good for baseball, but, well, we'll see. NBA is going to vote on Thursday. I mean, they're going to have a season. They're even talking about, you know, a season that doesn't end until uh, October 7th. And they may push back the start of next year to late January. So... They're taking their time. The NBA, for what it's worth, is doing this much differently than baseball in that the Players Association has been actively working with the commissioner on, okay, what do we want? What do you feel good about? What can we do? How do we do it? Bing, bang, bing, bam, boom. The owners are consulting, but the owners have pretty much given Silver the right to decide on this and go forward. And by the time they agree to it on Thursday, we hope, in this conference call or this vote, I guess, then... The players will, will already be on board. But imagine they do that, and now we're like, fucking July 31st. we got to wait until the end of July to start the season? Really? Okay. As long as we get a plan, I guess, is all that matters. And Muirfield Village is going to have – oh, and then – I'm sorry. Let me skip back to this. NFL apparently is going to tell teams you cannot have training camps out of market. You know, security concerns, coronavirus concerns, and blah, blah, blah. Better be safe than sorry. Retreat, retreat, retreat to our home facilities. For the Redskins, not going to Richmond is an upgrade. They have a better facility at Redskins Park. The only problem will be finding hotels to house everybody, but they can figure that out. And it's closer for us in the media. I mean, no offense, Richmond. I love you. It's a tough slog to go down there. It's two hours, I-95. And then, um, you know, it's easier for us to cover, better facility. I think it's a win for the Redskins. For other teams, though, I don't know. I think only 15 teams were actually leaving their home facility to go somewhere else. The Packers used to go to St. Norbert College, but now they just do it all at the Hudson Center, so they're already on campus or on facility, which makes sense. But a little bit of a retreat retreat right there. Uh, The PGA Tour has filled their open spot in the calendar when the Quad Cities in Moline, Illinois, said they wouldn't be able to hold the tournament in July. They filled it with a sponsor, the Fry's Championship, but they're going to play it on Murfield Village the week after the memorial. So two weeks, same course, two tournaments. Weirdest thing I've ever seen, but okay. Someone said, man, the maintenance crew is going to have to work overtime. That's 120 players in week one, limited field for Jack's event, the Memorial. That's right. We don't let everybody out here. And they're going to put 156 full field event the next week. They're pros. They're all going to be hitting to the same spots basically in the fairway. That's lots and lots of meaty tour-sized divots one week afterwards. Going to be a lot of bunker, a lot of uh, bomb blasts and potholes out there to avoid. So look out, fellas. Look out. Shit, and also no fans, which is too bad because we're talking mid-July in Ohio, which is largely opening up, so whatever. If it's on TV, if it's the same course, back-to-back weeks, they just slap different corporate logos on the towers and the tents, which won't be hospitality tents because nobody's going to be there, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. At least there's some golf to watch, so there'll be that. Steve Ballmer, owner of the Clippers, said, quote, I can't see fans in stadiums any time in the near future. I guess he can't see very far. Does he not know Texas has said 25% capacity right now? And Florida's going to be not far behind? Okay. Of course, he's a billionaire, and he's woke, and he's very virtuous. Remember the new virtue is fear, to be cautious and fearful. Sensitive, highest virtue, he's going to float to that. And financially, he doesn't care. He doesn't care if there's no fans. It's not going to hurt his team financially. He overpaid for the Clippers, insanely, $2 billion. Maybe it was a good investment, I don't know. The guy's rich, whatever. And apparently the uh, governor of North Carolina has sent a letter to the GOP and Trump saying, yeah, about that convention, even though it's in August... We're going to require masks on everybody and, yeah, social distancing. Do you see the game now? Masks and social distancing forever in some states, or at least until November 3rd in states where it's convenient. The last thing they could afford to have is the Republicans operating their convention, no masks, proudly together, packed in like normal. Can't have that. So I guess the GOP has said they might consider moving it. It's a huge expense, huge logistics. But you'd think that Florida and Texas right, now, and Georgia right now would say, come on, come on, come on, come on. And of course, you know, there's going to be insane levels of protesting. It's going to be fun times. Buckle up. All right, let's talk some music, life, social media, and more with The Professor. No, this is not Mad Dog Russo's show. Yay! Welcome, everybody! It is a great song, though. Radio Nowhere by Bruce Springsteen. The requested walk-up music of what I think is the debut appearance... As a guest on the ZabeCast, the professor, Kevin Brandt, KB, my partner from 97.3 The Game. Hello, KB. thanks, Zabe. Here Here we go. This is a great song, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. What do you like so much about it? You as a musician pick it apart for me what what do you like
2: what do i like about it i mean it's just uh you know springsteen and we could go we could i could go on for hours but springsteen went out through all these phases and when this song came out um i believe it's on magic he had just come off the rising album and then he had come off doing a solo album and he was just fed up with everything on radio and uh, basically that that's what he's saying it's all the same it's Radio nowhere. There's nothing there. There's no heart. There's no soul. And you want to know something? As someone who works in radio, I would tend to agree. (laughs) Tend to
1: agree. I want to hear a million different voices speaking in tongues. This is radio nowhere. Is there anybody alive out there? This is radio nowhere. Is there anybody alive out there? Driving through the misty rain, just searching yeah. for a mystery train, bopping through the wild blue, trying to make a connection with you. Didn't um, Radio Gaga from uh, Queen? Queen. Similar theme. Mm-hmm.
2: Very similar theme, and uh, you know, mystery train is a you know, it's an old classic rock song and uh, blues song. And Radio Gaga, you know, Queen, and uh, that's where Lady Gaga, she took her name from Radio Gaga she from Queen. She did. And
1: Interesting. Yeah, that's and where then, she got that. And yeah. then you got the Buggles with Video Killed the Radio Star.
2: It is so safe. I mean, when you think about it, man, everything, you can't find it. No one's breaking records yeah. anywhere. No one's breaking it. No, I, I know.
1: But still, I'm just there's saying. No, there's no this is a banger, by the way. Decker. Oh, without a doubt. So, no, but I would say that the uh, ongoing theme in music repeated from time to time is radio's dead, radio's terrible. And me, having been in radio my whole career, you having had a long career in it as well, you've probably heard about all these different narrations. Satellite's going to kill radio. The internet's going to kill radio. High def radio's going to kill radio. Podcasts are gonna kill you high def do you know anyone that has high def not
2: the dumbest fucking thing ever
1: high def radio
2: (laughs) okay why
1: clearer better
2: but no one does anything no one does anything different with it because i was over at a classic rock station and they had a high def signal and all they did was they and it was so it's classic rock they just broadcast the same thing yeah you right and they you, simulcast why don't you take that second channel and do all album cuts or all album well sides? You okay know what I mean?
1: for example i know broadcasters that had on their high def signals because it would be like 10671 10672 and 10673 right. they would chop up the high def spectrum and they would deliver three things one would be a high quality higher quality feed the other one would be alternate stuff The problem is you needed special equipment. Ain't nobody got time for that. Requires mass adoption, as you know, Professor. And secondly is finding it conveniently is a problem. People are not that patient. They're like, duh. They don't even know what our frequency number is a lot of times. They know that we're preset one, two, or three.
2: Exactly. And you know what? They want snackable content. They want to get there fast. They want to get what they want. They want it when they want it, and they want to leave whenever they want it. I remember being a kid. If you want to talk about radio, and I mentioned John Records Landecker. He was at WLS in Chicago, and he discovered all these bands. Well, I'm from northern Wisconsin, and LS was AM. And you would sit there, and I'd barely get the signal. But I'm waiting to hear that song that he said was great. I remember – for how long and I, again it's funny you mentioned springsteen going way back all you all i had was a turntable albums and a radio in the car and i could not pick what i wanted to hear in the car and when i would hear born to run come on just you know happenstance on the radio is the greatest moment of my life now we can go and that's where the landscape has changed with with people you can choose and go and do wherever you want whenever you want and traditional media, radio is not going to die. But traditional mediums, right? The problem that they have is they don't know how to deal with that. They've never adapted. They've never caught up. Yeah. But the inf- the infrastructure in the country of radio is so huge. You're just not going to dismantle it.
1: Well, it remains. Never, it remains free. It is very right? low friction, meaning you don't have to log on or connect to your phone. So it's just in the car, radio on, boom. You can hop around, and it's local. That's the biggest thing.
2: Absolutely.
1: People want to know the weather and the traffic and what's with the concert coming to town this weekend. And give me a special on some Brats and Beer. Oh, over down at Saz's. Great. Good to know that. That stuff can't be replaced by other bigger entities. And then, hopefully, because you and I are on this end of it, people come to, like, personalities, And they then become attached to the conversation they're pseudo-having with a personality they've never met and doesn't hear them. That's what radio is and it's for.
2: Absolutely. And why do you think podcasts have exploded? Because it's the personality they want to connect with on their time frame and when they want it.
1: I call it Netflix for your ears.
2: Absolutely it is. And I've I've had a conversation with radio programmers, and and they struggle with this radio is dead. And I go, music radio may have an issue because I have an iTunes. I can go wherever I want to get my music. However, it's going to come full circle with terrestrial radio, and what will drive that is personalities. For the reason you just mentioned,
1: yeah, you know, actually, because you can't get me anywhere else, right? And I will actually listen to um, music radio because it's the only way. Sometimes I know that there's new tunes out by the artists I like. You know, for sure. for example, I was listening the other day and I hear this new Pink song, and I'm not ashamed to say I'm a Pink fan. And I'm like, oh, she's I've got never... an
2: incredible voice.
1: Yeah, she's incredibly talented. Like, that's the number oh, one God, thing yeah. in many regards. But um, So I heard it, and I go, I've never heard this song before, what the fuck? And now I'm going to go look and see if she's got a new album out. I wouldn't have known that otherwise, so there's one reason to listen to regular radio.
2: Yeah, Okay. absolutely. But I like radio. I like being in radio. Um, And uh, I'm not going to – I like doing this more because I can go, oh, this is fucking great. I can't do that on regular radio. <laughs> but I just about F-bombed it today. And uh, well, in 25 years, I've only sworn once on the radio, and it was in the last week I was on the air at my other station. Yeah.
1: All right, so this Blackout Tuesday thing – has driven you around the bend and I find it quite funny because it's another case where it's like the left and the virtuous are turning and eating each other several different teams in an effort to play along in what is called a virtue trap they say on social media you know you got to do something everyone else is doing to show your virtue so blackout Tuesday in support of George Floyd the San Francisco Niners tweeted out a blackout Tuesday, because they don't want to be like, hey, how come they're not doing it? They were the team that told Kaepernick, you know, what are you doing? And ended up cutting him, or at least they didn't resign him after his contract was up. And as soon as they tweeted it out, people started attacking the Niners, and I'm laughing my ass off. Well,
2: here's the thing with the whole blackout deal. Number one is it, it was started by the record industry wanted to do it. And the reason they wanted to do it is because they supported a lot of black artists, right? I if I'm not mistaken, I think Apple took iTunes off for the day. So wait. I'll have to check on that.
1: The blackout's so not Apple, in support of George Floyd and police reform? It, no.
2: It is. But it's all a they did it because they they feel with the black community because they've promoted so many black artists in the music community and it was that. Now all of a sudden, you know, Everyone jumped on that bandwagon, right? And now my entire Twitter feed and my entire Instagram feed are black squares. Um, That's all that's going through. And it's like, okay. That's an
1: improvement on your Instagram feed right there. Yeah. People people have been joking. uh, Man, I've found I spent a lot less time on this thing because it was all black squares. I I looked my head up and saw the real world around me. Well, we just had
2: this discussion about you're damned if you do or you're damned if you don't. Right. And Stephen A. Smith said something this morning that really kind of infuriated me. And that was if you don't speak out and you have a platform, you are complicit. Yes. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Right. Okay, you don't know. You don't know me and um, you don't know what I do off the air you don't know anything and to make a blanket statement like that is absolutely terrible but
1: that's what they're that's what they're trying to do now they're trying to bully people into you got to say this or you got to say that but then suddenly it becomes not enough how come you didn't mention george floyd by name how come you didn't mention systematic racism how come you don't believe in white privilege so it never is enough it really is a trap and a game you can't win
2: you, well you, and it's it's unfair and you know what even say I know people are gonna listen to this podcast right now and I'm feeling bad because by not agreeing and having a point about why you shouldn't agree I feel like I'm going to be judged you know what I mean and what that well, does is it paints someone who has it paints someone who hasn't maybe intelligent things to say it paints you into a corner and here's what this is the bad thing. This it is also, the way that it I also
1: it. is a fast way to lose an argument. It's a fast way to yield all persuasion. like you won't persuade people this way.
2: No, and what will happen is, if you know if I jump on this bandwagon, right, and I look at everyone who who tweets out the black squares, and I just look at it and go, "What have you done?" Nothing. right And now because and now because you have to speak. Every single every single thing that comes out from a team is it's boilerplate, right? right? Now I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that, going, well, how sincere are you? Now, if you want to read one that's incredibly sincere and it makes sense, Derek Jeter's speaking as himself on behalf of the Florida Marlins, and I went, yes, I get that. I get that because he's lived through it, right? It's not, you know, we stand by, you know, the we believe racism is wrong. I would certainly hope on the face of the planet, everyone, you know, most everyone would. But, uh, you know, I've but don't say that I'm a racist because I don't tweet something. You know, one of the reasons I don't tweet anything is that I don't want to have my tweets picked apart and have people start going. He meant this. He meant that he did this. He did that. You know, so I just it's like um. What do they? You never talk about politics and, and religion, right? And I'm a Catholic, okay, and I've got I've had Baltimore Catechism pounded into me, right? And and one of the things that I remember, and I don't even remember what scripture is, and I couldn't quote a scripture if I wanted to, but it's a story about I don't know if it's a psalm or a proverb or whatever the hell those it is, um, is the people that go in and they go and sit in the front of the church. And they go, they're wailing and the gnashing of teeth. And look at us, we're here. And uh, I think Jesus said, look at them. You know, their heaven is right here on earth. But those of you who, you know, do it silently and quietly, you know, you'll inherit the kingdom of God. Well, okay, let's take religion out of that. But if you think, take the religion out of it and you think about it, I mean, who are the ones who end up being the least sincere? It's the ones that are out front. That are jumping on the bandwagon. Oh. The courageous ones are the ones who start the movement, right?
1: It's all the courageous ones who are. This is the all virtue the front of that line. It's virtue theater, as perfectly embodied by one of the most amazing video snippets I've seen in a long time. Tell me, you and Drew talked about this today. The woman who posed uh-huh. with the drill driver in front of the plywood oh. boarded-up house or a business in LA. Don't even
2: get. Don't even get me going on. That that shows you
1: Hold on. I how gotta set out of it up. Touch I gotta this, set it up for my listeners here. Okay. Many have not seen it. I talked about it on both shows today, but you might have missed it. So here's a woman who hops out of her car, yuppie white woman, hops out of her Mercedes-Benz with her yuppie white boyfriend, twenty yep. something it looks like. She's got her virtue bandana on, which is doing jack shit. And then she asks a construction worker or someone who owned the store to let her hold the drill while the construction worker posed with her in front of a building that was being boarded up as her boyfriend took a picture for Instagram (laughs) and then dropped her mask to say thank you insincerely and then blamed her boyfriend for the stunt saying, you know, boyfriends on Instagram, here's the audio. You have to see it to believe it. Thank you so much. Thank you so
0: much. Thank Everyone.
1: you. Boyfriends of Instagram. Good job, guys. BLM. <laughs> Good job, guys. BLM. <laughs> Good job, guys. Black Lives Matter as they hop into their Mercedes Benz and drive away.
2: Did she make the. Did she take her two uh, peace fingers and cross them and make the hashtag? symbol hashtag know. BLM. I don't it's know. Like, oh
1: my God. You know, it's hitting for the and, cycle and, and. of virtue douchebaggery. One, your stupid mask, you pull it down immediately afterwards, defeating the purpose. Number two, you hold, you held this guy's coronavirus grimy drill. You didn't she wanted a picture for Instagram showing her doing something she was not actually doing because it would make her look virtuous. It's in well, sh- or the one there was the woman in the
2: in the uh, in the uh, uh, yoga pants and yeah. the sports bra. She was hot looking looking sad in front of the, yeah. looking sad in front of the T-Mobile. <laughs> yes. And it's got the shot. OK, let's go. Exactly. Are we could take another one. OK, let's go. Put I it mean, through the Hefe filter and let's see how that looks.
1: When will because th- everything is a fad, I believe. Nothing lasts forever. When will this Instagramming thing fade? Five years, 10 years, never.
2: I have no idea. I mean, Come I'm on. surprised someone hasn't
1: done a TikTok. Come on. You are the I'm professor someone hasn't of done viral it. marketing, copywriting, content ideation. Okay. Fuck off. Give me an answer. Five years, 10 okay. years, never. Here's, here's the thing. It's gonna. It's
2: everything falls into place and it has its purpose. Okay, and uh, no water seeks its own level. Well, yeah. It. Uh, I mean, this has a, a purpose, w- and then no, it doesn't have a purpose. But I'm talking about the platform. This, right. What
1: the platform? And, uh, this platform and also Instagram, but all social media platforms are essentially digital crack. They figured out. They've researched how the brain works and the dopamine cycles and. The scrolling and the liking and the scrolling and the liking and it—it's all to boost engagement, time spent using. It's crack. It doesn't have a purpose, oh, purpose.
2: Yeah, you think you think that Instagram is crack? Go on TikTok one time. That's Holy a, shit!
1: That's another one. Okay, right there. that's. I have been on TikTok. Yeah, that first night I found it, I was on it for that, about four hours, and then there I you said, go. and then I said, okay, I've had enough. I haven't been on it since.
2: Well, then you're a much stronger man than I am because it's—I <laughs> was fascinated still like it, by don't. it.
1: You know, you know well, I don't good like at, it. Well, you know what's good like, about it? It's a—it's a good mindless thumb scroll, KB, that is devoid of the politics and the virtue signaling of Twitter.
2: Uh, for now,
1: wait till this thing just happened
2: because it's <laughs> all over there now. And and uh, you know what? I'll Say okay. So remember the girl in front of the the T-Mobile store, and this is where they're not smart because why do only think for why do something for only one platform why not cross platform right so i'm looking at her and being the cynic that i am i go why didn't she walk up bend down look in the camera really close wave her hand how they all do and then step back and do a shuffle dance and teach the steps that would have been perfect that would have taken instagram that would take a tiktok and it would have melded it together in the oh. most absolute perfect but it's, in you know, Meanwhile, what, what's, what's crazy about yeah. this is there's no, you lose sense of reality, okay? I and I talked to, I, I talk to students, and here's the line that I always use on them. I go, people your age, I go, what is the one thing that people your age and millennials, okay, and I don't think of millennial as a demographic range. I think of it as a mindset, <laughs> but what is the one thing? That you love most. What is the one thing that you love most? And they go, uh, they can never answer it. And I go, well, I'll tell you what it is right now. And they go, what? I go, your own image. And that's what this generation loves the most, themselves and the pictures of themselves. The results. And that's what's driving
1: everything. And the results are devastating. It's a whole generation. That has made themselves at the center of the universe with no curiosity, no ability to focus, no ability to reason or think for themselves because online the herd dictates acceptable thought. It's kind of scary. I mean, you think about how 1984 and George Orwell, supposedly the government, Big Brother, was going to program your thought for you. Now, Big Brother's
2: been here since we had a mag stripe on a credit card.
1: Well, there's that. But but now, Big Brother is pretty much the crowd indoctrinating each other in the form of peer pressure. And we're seeing it now even more.
2: think about... Think about you mentioned Orwell and there are other authors and they don't come to mind right now. But think about uh, how Ted Kaczynski,
1: your they were. Favorite, some of the novels, favorite author, even <laughs> oh,
2: though we've he, talked about, we talked about it. He well, was so right. <laughs> okay, all right, fucking a, dude. Okay, you got to go with me on this because, okay, and see, I can't even talk about this because everyone thinks I'm in his camp. I'm not in his camp, but. You i remember wrong. when wrong. First met, we were talking about some of these things, and I said, "Dude, go read, go read fucking." And Kaczynski I did. I printed his manifesto, manifesto it put it by my bed, mind.
1: put it by my bed for some nighttime reading, and then I instantly went for a highlighter, going, "Oh shit, yep, yep, mm-hmm, oh, so right there." And then fucking I came, guy nailed it. I came back and I book clubbed it with you. Now you and I both say that he took it way too far and he shouldn't be fucking killing people with mail bombs.
2: Oh God, yeah, obviously.
1: But but the overall, but boy, did he nail yeah. it. He did. He did. All right. I want to because I got a lot of stuff here, so I want to press on here. Have you seen yeah, the video? Yeah, yeah, Let's go. Let's have go. you seen the video of the the dude bro, thumbs upping the protesters and getting a rock through his window?
2: <laughs> what? See, this is yes, I have, and it's like gold. Here we go. Hell?
1: Here we go. This is, well, some, this yeah. is some. This is some. Is this some twenty something kid? He literally is playing beer pong with his. Bro, his white bro, up in their apartment, and they're in about the second story. They see a line of protesters come walking by. He turns his cell phone out to film them with its light on, which was a bad move for him. It attracted attention, and he's giving them the thumbs up, like I'm with you. And they promptly responded with the following text. <laughs>
0: Holy shit! <laughs> We're on your side! On oh, your fucking side!
2: We're on your side! Okay, well, all of a sudden, they're not on their side. No, We're they're, on you
1: your know, side! See. Oh, my God. He's, he's, I, like, uh, he's like, watch. I'm going to do my part by thumbs-upping these protesters. And I'm going to film it. Because now I have a digital artifact of my virtue. And that was returned yep, with that
2: I can now post and hope yep. two rocks and now through we can the post it, It'll be retweeted,
1: and 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 they don't understand. You know what? That they,
2: shit is real. It's <laughs> so funny.
1: This is. I mean, if they don't get the fact. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Oh no, they don't get understand the fact that what they're witnessing. Okay, and these are the same people that will film. You know They'll turn it around, someone will get run over by something, and the first thing they do is reach for their phone. And somehow they think when bullets are flying or whatever, if they're behind that iPhone 11, they're somehow not going to get hit because it's this weird mindset. And I'm going to tell a story right now that I don't think I should tell. Well, then don't. But it's the reason. No, I will. (laughs) Because it's exactly what you just saw. So I'm day drinking down in Houston 30 years ago, right? Maybe even longer. No, I bet you it was 40 years ago. I'm day drinking down in Houston. We're in this bar, right? And there's going to be a Klan rally that's about five blocks over. Oh, Jesus. Now, I'm fascinated. No, no, no. I'm fascinated by the fringes of society, right? All I've ever seen has been documentaries, okay? I'm not a Klan supporter. Obviously not, right? But I want to see if this is quote-unquote real, Does this exist? Because all I've ever seen is bad black and white footage. Okay. And so uh, my buddy and I, we walk over there and here comes, you know, here comes the the buses and they pull in and the clan clansmen get out and there they are, the hoods and everything. It's it's fucking real. And the D cell batteries start flying and the cops start busting heads and the zip ties come out. And I was like, okay, this ain't fucking funny. This is the real world. What those people in the streets—they have a point. They're they believe in something, and it's not a spectator sport. And that's what I find frustrating with all this. So you get that guy up on a balcony. We're with you. We're with you. No, you're a fucking idiot. If you're with them, you're down there taking the blows. You're down there in front, okay? and, well, and you believe in something. Yeah, but here's and the I got trouble for a tweet last night because I said,
1: "Go ahead." Sorry, Zeb. No, no, never stop finishing a point. Go. No. Never stop. No, I got in
2: trouble last night. No, okay. I got out. I got into trouble last night because I put out a tweet that basically said, if you think retweeting somebody else's thoughts, original thoughts makes you feel noble, by all means, go ahead. And and what I meant by that is that people are retweeting stuff from bots. It's all incendiary, and no one has original so thought. You said and they you are got riding in,
1: on the backs of other people. You said you got in trouble. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, I had people that lashing out at me oh, and going, you well, know, then next thing I know, I'm that. this and that. But I mean, if you think about the essence of what I'm trying to say, all I'm saying is make your own decisions, draw your own conclusions and speak from your heart. Don't take what somebody else said and pass it off and go, look at how noble I am, because I believe in what somebody else said. It, it doesn't it doesn't ring true to me. And it's kind of the same thing with if you keep having companies putting out
1: these statements
2: and I know they need to do it. But at some point it becomes
1: insincere. Right. Uh how about the minute they hit post? That's when it would be insincere. You know the, I mean Yeah, it's the, the first
2: few that they do.
1: <laughs> it's 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 something else. K B
2: It's heartbreaking.
1: No yeah. Don't let your heart be broken, my friend. Don't let your heart be all broken. I want, dude, 90, all I want ninety eight percent of this great nation is at peace. You know the media well, magnifies what's going yeah. on. If you said there 20,000 people in the streets in 20 major American cities, guess how many people that is, 400,000. Yeah. 340 yeah. million well, th- awesome people in America. We'll get through this.
2: And, save I'll just tell you one thing. You know how I am. I play cards up, right? And uh, here's my epitaph. I've already written it. It's like it's just going to say you always knew where he stood. Now you know where he lays.
1: <laughs> All right. KB, we'll talk music next time. How about that?
2: All right. Sounds good. Zabe out. Thank you. I, wanna
1: I, wanna I, wanna I, I really do want to reemphasize that. Easily ninety 98% of the country is at peace, if not more. I mean, it, it's 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 more. Say a million people are in the streets right now nationwide, which I think is probably high. Um, and Kevin's calling me right now again. He doesn't know that I'm doing this epilogue and I want to turn it off on him. Sorry about that, KB. But, um, yeah, even if it was a... If three million people were out in the streets, which it's not three million, television makes it, look that way and seem that way. And somebody pointed out today, wow, whatever happened to the Rona? In fact, email this one from my man, Aaron Vanuk, Vanook of the North. Rona, where'd you go? He writes, one quick point I wanted to add to your wonderful podcast point, Zay. My homepage on Microsoft Explorer is Microsoft News. Hey, Aaron. 2001 called. They want their homepage back. (laughs) He said for two months, two months, the top 30 stories were always COVID related. Today, zero. Absolutely none. I kid you not, not anywhere on the front page. Not on any of the rotating pages at the top either. Did it just disappear? What the fuck? Amazing the bullshit we went through for two plus months. I'm so pissed that this will affect my family's life life for years and years to come. Best stat is 41 million civilian jobs lost, zero government jobs lost. There's your stat of the day. There should be 41 million votes going to cast out all these asshats who have misled us so poorly. Anyway, well, do you think... The corporate media, as some are calling it, and that's probably better than mainstream media, that the corporate media wants this to be a thing for reasons that are in their best interests only. See, if you present, okay, there's five stories on the unrest and there's five more on coronavirus and there's five more on other stuff, then what does it do? It diminishes what's going on in the eyes, in the perception of people. They want you to believe this is the only thing that's going on in America right now. No business, no love, no recreation, no enjoyment, no community getting together. It's where's a hot spot? Let's focus on it nonstop. But look at the numbers. I mean, is there unrest in even smaller cities? Yeah. But the total numbers and the total geographic area, it's tiny. And yeah, you would think. Uh, Tony Perkins, uh, former, I think he's still a weatherman, esteemed weatherman, or is he a newsman? News weather, Tony Perkins. He's a newsman. Tony Perkins does television in our market in D.C. and also does radio in the afternoons with the great Donnie Simpson, who is a radio legend here. And Tony Perkins said, man, with the, I thought CNN had all these reporters. I, I thought they'd be able to cover more than one thing at a time because they, too, have abandoned the Rona. It's on purpose. It's for a reason. So anyway, I was uh, thinking about this last night. Today I was thinking about, you know, I wonder when this is going to end. And that's when I remembered that literally one week ago, the there was that reporter, and I won't say it was the big thing, but it was one of the main talking points of the media is that was the Karen reporter for MSNBC in Lake Geneva, Illinois, Wisconsin, Chronicling all the people not wearing face masks. That was a week ago. Man, life comes at you fast. And this has gone on for a lot longer than I think a lot of people have wanted it to. And that is the looting and the mayhem and the violence. Not necessarily peaceful protesting. But it can't go on forever because of this simple reason. This will end when America gets bored of it. And guess what? America gets bored of everything pretty quickly. Usually, it's a week. Anyway, I say aspire to achieving the Zen peace of just living in the world that you create and the world you want to live in with the people who uplift and inspire you while being a fully incorporated, sympathetic, loving individual with everybody in that world. That's what you should do. It's not what you're going to get online, that's for sure. So many people who are not on social media, who are far away from these isolated downtown areas, not watching CNN, they would literally have no idea what's going on. They're going about their day. They're going about doing what they do, teaching art classes, running a boat dock, giving horseback rides, working as an accountant, organizing with their church for weekend activities for for you know states that are opening up now that's what you should do find a place and find a world that you want to live in in the real world and feel no shame about living it while the corporate media and social media is trying to drag you in to what they want to drag you into and there where's my gong i don't have it handy gong your thought for the day. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate our subscribers who join me on Fridays. I think I've got a very potentially special Friday lined up, but I no guarantee just yet. We're working on Mr. X and X2, X3, and X4 all at once in the podcast van. Stand by for that. I'm hoping to line it up for this week. Please, if you are a subscriber, change over to Red Circle, If you get a chance, cancel out a Libsyn subscription. We are closing that platform shortly. Re-subscribe at Red Circle. You get 12 months for the price of 11. You can also pay for a whole year all at once. And then get your Zave delivered to any platform you like. Just about, with a few exceptions, that's about it. Quality content worth paying the price for. That's fair, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Rate and review as well. If you don't pay, so our algorithmic overlords bless our crops. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see
0: you all. Savings and available coupons vary.